Welcome to All the Wool, a podcast for hand spinners, knitters, and the wool curious. I'm your host, Kim Beegler, and I'm here to share what it's like owning a wool mill, processing wool for a living, raising your own sheep, and being part of a farming community. I'll share tips, tricks, the highs and lows of processing wool for a living, what I've learned from it, what I've learned from other makers, and hopefully things that will inspire you in your making world. So come along and join me as we talk about all the wool. Hi everyone and welcome. I am Kim Beegler, the owner of Youthful Fiber Farm and Mill, and I am sitting here in the mill in Halsey, Oregon. And I talk a lot about wool. I talk about hand spinning yarn, knitting, all of the wooly things, plus having fiber animals and more. So welcome if you are new, if you are coming back to me, thank you so much. I am a little bit out of, um, I feel like I'm out of practice because I missed last week. There was so much going on in my personal life and stuff that I just couldn't find time to sit down. And honestly, I was like, what do I have to talk about this week as far as making? So I just let it go. And I think I missed one other one in the past month um, just from the holidays. So, oh my gosh. Oh yeah, Thanksgiving. Who was going to watch? So anyway, we're back. And I think this is take three of just getting this like first 17 seconds going. So hi, I'm back. Okay, um, I don't have a ton this time but I wanted to pop in and, and just kind of share what I've been working on and what's been going on. Um, there are chapters. I have chapters. So if you don't want to hear something I'm talking about, skip ahead, man, by all means. So uh, in this episode, I'm just going to catch up on some of the things I'm working on personally. Um, I said goodbye to the commercial spinning equipment that I have here at the mill. That was a couple weeks ago and I didn't really talk about it in the last one. So I thought I'd talk about it and I have a couple videos um, from my last moments at the spinner and uh, just catching up. So let's dive in and thank you all so much. If you're watching or listening to the audio only version, please don't forget to subscribe wherever you may be. And um, thank you. Okay. Before I forget, I wanted to send a big thank you to Judy. Uh, she, I got this in the mail the other day. I went to the post office. Here comes wish for all my wish people. Here she comes. Um, I have a chair for her here, so she'll figure her way out. She always does. Anyway, Judy sent me this awesome and so cute project bag. I just love it. And it has a project in it, so I will show you. Judy, thank you. Um, Judy was one of my Let's Make Yarn online course students, and now I see her all the time, and she's lovely, and I'm so glad she's part of the community. So anyway, Judy, thank you. Um, I'll share what's inside there in a minute. Uh, speaking of Let's Make Yarn, I just did, one of the things that I've been doing is um, that launched, I think it was November, early November where that launched, and so we were doing our Zooms for this course. Hold on. Come here, Stinky. Oh, there she is. <laughs> um, I was doing the Zooms for that course. So if you get it, and um, this is my online course to learn to hand spin yarn on a spinning wheel. And so we had weeks of just once a week, we met up on the Zoom. We finished that. Everybody that came to the Zooms was spinning. Um, Linda, if you're there, I know you're going to be spinning more. She kind of knew she wasn't going to have a lot of time, but she was still spinning yarn. I know she got a little yarn spun, I think. I'm pretty sure. Anyway. It was fun. We have a whole new batch of spinners out in the world 
And thank you all, if you're watching, for being a part of that group. It was really an awesome group. And they were all on Ashford spinning wheels, which made it a lot easier in some sense because I could talk, I could kind of relate. Ashfords are pretty interchangeable in a lot of ways. So um, anyway, a great group with lots of in-deep hand spinners now. So I'm very excited for them. And the course will launch again in January. Uh, and it's gonna, I'm gonna change up the launch a little bit, but if you are getting a spinning wheel for Christmas or one comes into your life in the next month or so, um, the course will be available again soon. Uh, and the last thing before I forget, mill day, the last one of the year is this Saturday, which is I think the 16th. 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. I will be here and then the doors are kind of shut. Um, there's not much in my online shop these days because, I mean, there are things, not a ton of fiber. I, um, you all have cleaned me out and um, there's not a lot there. There is some yarns, some of the yarns that I carry and then other tools and stuff are there. But whew, we, we've gone through a lot of fiber. So uh, Anyway, if you purchase fiber from me after a certain day, I may, you may get an email saying you may not get this for a couple weeks. But um, anyway, mill day, last one. Mill day is so amazing, so amazing. So um, last one of the year. Okay, really quick before I forget, I had a viewer question that somebody asked, how do I decide what goes into bumps versus loose roving? Um, if you've watched mill videos before, you sometimes I will put them up into bumps where it's coming off the machine up and it's winding onto something. That's called a bump, that's what we call a bump. Um, and other times I just let it fall loose. Uh, it's a little bit like whatever I feel like, sort of. I know some fibers that will go into bumps really well. So those are the ones that I tend to put into bumps. Like my Shetland goes in well, Jacob goes in well. There are certain breeds that just bump well. And by that, I mean the fibers stay together really well when they're going up off of the carter. Um, most recently I did a Pygora Shetland, which most of the time my Shetland I do do into bumps, but the Pygora, is why I didn't in that particular segment. And that was what this person was asking about. And the reason I don't put Pygora into bumps is because Pygora is very prone to felting. It will like, if you look at it wrong, it will felt on its own over time. So um, I tend to like to leave that loose so that there's not extra compacting happening. Cause when it goes onto a bump, it gets rolled and it gets a little more compacted. Uh, and I don't want that to happen with the Pygora, especially if it ends up in somebody's stash and gets tucked away. You definitely don't want to leave any Pygora fibers, uh, in the sun, like in a plastic bag in the sun. Cause if they start to sweat, they're going to start to felt. So anyway, that's why it's a little bit neither here nor there, uh, why I do it. Like I don't do it for fiber club because I'd have to stop the machine so many times because every time I make however much I'm trying to put on there, a four ounce bump, stop the machine, reload. It just takes a long time. So that's part of why I don't do it for some things is because it just won't take. Another example would be Gotland. Uh, I don't think that Gotland, it's so slick that I don't think Gotland sheep's wool would stay together to go up into a bump. It just wouldn't bump, it wouldn't bump well. So anyway, that's why. Um, since we're talking about the mill, let's talk about what's going on at the mill, right? Because it's been a bit, um, not a whole lot, not a whole lot, not as much as I would like, but some stuff came up over the last two weeks that just had me, uh, redirected a bit and, um, just not pumping out quite as much in the mill, but the spinner did move. So I now, so let's talk about what I do have in the mill because I'm not retiring from milling. I have my washer. I have my picker. I have my carter 
and I kept my draw frame, which is what you would run fiber through, here comes the loud truck, what you would run fiber through between the carter and the spinner. And the reason I kept it is because it's a fun way to play with blending um, fibers and things like that, or even top if I wanted to play with top. So I kept that. Um, and I think I'll keep it. That's, that's where I'm at right now. It just gives me another option for creating and blending different product for hand spinners. So what I sold was everything beyond that, basically. This past week, my, or the past, I think it was, it's been almost three weeks now, the spinner moved, so the big spinning frame moved, and um, my skein winder moved. They went to Kentucky to somebody who was opening a brand new mill there, and she is piecemealing some stuff together to make her mill. Uh, mill equipment is hard to come by right now. Uh, it, it's just far out far out from a lot of places that you, I mean, not that there's millions of places making mill equipment, but at like for my mill equipment, which is made by Belfast, it is about, I think they said about two years out if you order stuff now. Um, I've heard even some, from other mills that are ordering new like spinners and things like that from different companies, it's like a solid year out before you can get stuff. So if you wanna open a mill faster, you're looking for used stuff and even used stuff is not always easy to find and you've gotta ship it and all that stuff. So um, anyway, those left, they safely left the building. I do have some video of me prepping to get rid of, to get rid of, to move the spinner. It's not a small piece of equipment, but it went well. Mitch moved it. Um, and I wanted to clean off bobbins and things like that before it left. So she would have empty bobbins to work with. And so I was just kind of doing some mill in. So I'll show you that. Maybe I'll show you that now. And then we'll pop back in and I'll kind of talk about what else is going on. And um, there you go. Okay, let's go watch some video on cleaning off the spinner. Okay, you all, so we are in the spinning room. I know it's been a long time since we've been here, and I'm sure I'll have talked about it in the video before I put this up, but this is, the spinner is leaving in a week, and um, I am emptying bobbins and getting her cleaned up for the new owner. It's going to Kentucky, and I will most certainly let you all know where it ends up once she's up and running. But you can see what I'm doing here is emptying bobbins. This is all the last of my yarn. Um, it's just all the mill ends basically. So I am gonna empty these um, so that she can start fresh. And basically all I'm doing is, let me go up a little bit so you can see this is the last one I haven't done, but I'm just taking bobbins, trying to have them about the same. And I'm sorry y'all, I don't have my, um, my microphone today. I forgot my computer. Um, so I'm just taking ones that are sort of similar as far as how much is on the bobbin and um, draping them through and they're just going to be all these wonky wonky things and I'm not sure if I'm going to keep these ones since they're the last um, or if I'm going to sell them out but I'll let you know what I decide. Slightly sentimental right? I'm getting a little sentimental about this but um, I know I'm making the right choice. I haven't used it in months and I haven't even used it since um, person this person decided to buy so it's time and it certainly is I had to add a bunch of, of um, spinning oil because it's been so long that she needed some extra so I'm going to line these all up and then I will go ahead and um, 
turn it on and let you all see is the last yarn gets spun up, gets plied up, I should say, here at the mill. All right. Okay, so the spinner has left the building. And you all, I thought I would have all the feelings, all the emotions up and down. Um, it's been almost three weeks now and I'm like, spinner, what spinner? I think it's been almost three weeks. Um, I just, I was surprised. I guess I had done my like move. There was a lot of feelings of I didn't succeed or just all the things that come with deciding to make a big business decision. And the reality is I could have kept the spinner and I could have kept making yarn, but it wasn't bringing me joy. It wasn't financially, it just didn't pan out for the way I run my business. And I didn't really like doing it anymore. I love making yarn, but the, there's a lot of steps that go into, there's a lot of steps to get wool carded, much less to get it spun and in yarn form and skeined up and out the door. So um, I'm feeling very good about my decision. I really haven't looked back at all. And I am having more time to focus on hand spinning stuff, which is awesome. And I think it is showing in the product as well. So, um, it was a good adventure with the spinner. And I'm so grateful that I had it because I would have always wondered if I should have gotten it. So, um, and I'll let you know when she opens her mail. Okay, uh, the other thing I'm working on is Fiber Club. So I don't have any mill videos because what I've decided to do, Fiber Club is like, it's going out the door currently and for December and I don't wanna spoil it because a lot of people are not gonna get it until for sure after this is done, even the ones that have shipped. So next week, which is right before Christmas, I thought I'm just gonna do the making of December's Fiber Club video. And that's how you'll see me next week is just going through the whole process from washing um, to the finished product. It, I think it turned out spectacular. I'm so thrilled with how it turned out. I had a couple people here at Mill Day get the first ones and they actually gasped, which I was like, thank you. <laughs> that's what I was going for. So I hope everybody that's in Fiber Club is as thrilled about it as I am and as they were. Um, Fiber Club is currently full at the moment. I, it kind of took off over the last two months and I had to cap it because it's a lot of fiber. And this month especially, I processed in it in a way that is taking me extra time to process. And I just wanna make sure I can source enough fiber and have the time to do it and still love doing it. So there is a waiting list, just send me an email and I will get you on the waiting list. Email is definitely the best way to get on the waiting list for that. And I probably will open up more spots before people drop out. I just need to get more comfortable with the volume that I'm producing. But thank you all to all of you that um, are in Fiber Club and those of you that have emailed to get on the waiting list. So, um, okay, works in progress. Let's talk about that. Inside my Judy bag, I have got, it's not done you all, but my faucet, which I brought because I didn't have the needles at home. And so I'm gonna, um, but look at, hopefully you'll be able to see. She's off the needles as far as, hopefully my microphone's not getting too squished. She's off the needles. I do have to go back in, pick up stitches along and Wish is like, yes, this is awesome. You can play with that piece of string. Um, I have to pick up here, but it's just a ribbing. So it's like an inch of ribbing on each side, which I will do with this medium color. I did run out of the darkest natural color. So this is all natural colored. It's the faucet um, by Nitty McPearly. I, so I ran out of the dark 
So I had to do a little modifying here at the bottom. And basically what I did, she had a different, yet a different pattern here. And I was like, this, there's already a lot going on. So I started what she had down here. And then I said, I just didn't, I just didn't, I wasn't feeling it. And I think part of it was in the naturals, it was standing out so much. It just, I was not feeling it. It seemed like oh, for the last thing we were getting too busy. So what I did was I just did a repeat of this section here. I did it down here. Um, I think you were supposed to have dark, maybe at the bottom, the darkest color. So instead I just kind of made it up. I did a repeat of that here. I did a little band of the lightest and then I ended with my medium. And I think you're supposed to end in theory with your dark color or with whatever, whatever color you're using for this. Um, so that's the only modification. Oh no. And I also knitted it about three inches longer because I think from underarm to where you would start doing this section, it was like only five inches, which I'm a bit taller. I'm not crazy tall, but five inches. Um, I just knew I wasn't going to feel comfortable with the length of it, even if I was layering it over things. So I did significantly I mean, part of it was I got carried away, <laughs> but also then I tried it on and was like, no, this is good. So um, my nurtured that I'm wearing now, I did extra, a little extra length too. So um, I don't mind things being short, but there's a certain short that's too short for me. So anyway, we are there. I keep forgetting to bring home size three needles, double points to do my sleeves with. So um, part of me bringing this in today, besides showing you all was to remind myself to get those. Okay, other work in progress. Um, it's in here somewhere. Oh yeah, so one thing I'm doing is I started swatching. So I really wanna do the Lulu pullover by, um, by why am I forgetting, Petite Knits. But I think I'm gonna hand spin for it. I was gonna get some yarn and then I decided, no, I think I'm gonna hand spin for it. I'm going to hand, because it has such a lovely drape that I think I'm going to blend one of my Shetlands, his lamb fleece, with Cuddlebug the Pygore Goat and do the Lulu over that. But that would mean waiting, right? And I am almost done with this top and I just like to have a big project on the needle. So I started swatching and I actually was swatching for the Lulu and then I decided nah, I don't wanna do that in this. So this is the Utopia yarn that I have got in the online shop. Um, all US wool and processed and dyed in the US. So I did a swatch also because this really softens up. I haven't soaked it yet, but oh my gosh, does it soften up even more after you soak it. So I did a swatch and then I just got carried away. You would think I like doing swatches because look at this, but I, I don't, I don't know what happened. Um, I started on a seven and I think it calls, it's a DK. So I think it says four to six, maybe seven. So I did a seven, then I did an eight. And then I figured out which sweater I'm going to do with it. Here comes the train. And I did the last swatch in five. And I think it's meant to be with this yarn because I'm actually getting like perfect gauge. I haven't soaked it, so it could change a little bit, but never happens to me. So what, and um, let me show you what I'm gonna do. I have been meaning to do this pattern for a very long time. And I of course forgot to bring it. And then I couldn't even remember the name of it because I don't know, I never looked at the name of it. So I'm gonna show you all. Whoop. If I can get into the picture, this is what it's called the breakwater beach vest. Hopefully you can see it well. So it's got cabling at the top 
It's got a turtleneck. It's a vest. Somehow I was searching dream and boat. Oh my gosh, I don't know. I, it's a miracle I actually found the pattern on Ravelry, but this was an interweave knits a long time ago. Not a long time, but 2018, so a while ago. That's how long I've been wanting to knit it. It's by Irina Anikiva, and I will put a link to it in the show notes. The Breakwater Beach Vest. Not very many people have done it. 25 projects is all. And it got, uh, I think it's like medium average difficulty. So not bad, not bad, but it's got cables. So anyway, I think that's what I am going to do. Ooh, let's not drop the computer. Um, with my Utopia yarn because it's gonna be so soft and squishy up here on the neck. That's what kind of sold me on it is I was like this on my neck all day long. So that is my next cast on. The next time you see me where I'm doing works in progress, hopefully that will be on the needles. Other thing I'm working on is, I don't know, I assume I showed this to you all, but it's probably been ages. Um, I am working on, this is very random looking. I took a class and I talked about it in here with Elizabeth Williamson. She lives in Shetland. She is a Shetlander. Um, and I took a lace knitting class with her. And so this is the pattern she has us doing. It's basically every section is a different Shetland lace pattern and they get more difficult as you go along. And it's totally random, the colors I picked. I basically just dove into my hand spun stash because I thought if I'm gonna do a Shetland project like this, um, I thought I just dropped it. I know I'm at a mistake that I've got to go back and fix. So um, here it is. And this is all hand spun, just different, just different. I'm just having fun with it. It's all like those single things, which this is a great pattern for this. I don't know if she sells this or not. I will look it up. I think she does. I will put it in the show notes and I'll put a little note in the, in here. Um, cause I think she does sell it, but each chunk is just a different lace pattern. And then it just gets more complicated as you go along, but I love it either way. There's not really a front or back, which is the Shetland lace knitting way. And, um, I'm just loving it. I just picked it up again because I'm kind of at the in-between in projects. So here we are. I thought I would show you a little update on that. I think there is, after this repeat, there is a big chunk that is technically the middle and then you repeat all of this. Uh, and I think you seam it. I believe you seam it. I think we'll find out. Anyway, it's so squishy because of my hand spun. So I'm really happy with it. I just thought I was working on it today randomly and thought I would pop in and show it to you as something I got to get more things on the needles, I guess, but I'm really trying to be focused about what I'm knitting. But anyway, Elizabeth Williamson, she does online classes. Uh, I know she has, gosh, there was one. I really, there is a fixing mistakes class. Anyway, it's a lot of fun. And I mean, how lucky are we that we can take classes from people on small islands far, far away. So, um, that's what's going on between the mill and it's just, you know, I'm just getting stuff done. We actually, uh, on Monday, my dog, Nigel, who you guys have seen and many of you have met, if you've come through, he is going into surgery to have his knee, uh, kind of replaced. Um, he tore the cruciate ligament in his knee about coming up on two months ago. And so he's going in for a pretty big surgery to have that fixed. It's the TPLO, TPLO, 
surgery is what they call it. And it's not actually repairing the ligament. It's like changing the bone and putting, it's crazy. It's crazy. So the rehab is a little bit long, the recovery. Um, so I am taking, I kind of scheduled it so I could shut down for a bit and take care of him and um, make sure he recovers well because it's a big investment in him and it's a big deal for him. So I want to make sure we do all the recovery well. And he's 12, um, small dog, but um, you know, he's an older guy. So he's going to get some extra love over the holidays. Oh, I did want to show you really quick one thing that is we got some new Junction Fiber Mill yarn in and I thought I would just pop through and show you in case you are interested in, um, this is out of Vermont. They are a mill in Vermont. This is all American wool and they are doing the dyeing and the spinning of this wool. This is the Winterberry, which I'm a little bit obsessed with. Maybe I should cast on something with that. Um, here is Vermont Vice. This is very out of my norm, but I thought it's time to buy some, you know, some yarn for not, not just yarn, obviously, that I am attracted to, right? Um, this is late October, which this is a color scheme that I did in fiber. I mean, one of the first color schemes I did, and I've done some fairly recently similar to this. Hopefully you can see. It's beautiful. Um, World's Fair. It's lots of oranges and some gray and a little bit of pink in there. Really gorgeous. And then the last one is the deep end. And you can see why it's called that. So those are in the online shop if you have interest in those. I have been doing a lot of hand spinning too, but I just don't have anything to show you all. It's all, I've got like multiple wheels happening and some of it's gifts and some of it's for me and some of it's just playing. So wild, wild. Um, okay. I think that's all I've got for you this time. So thank you all so much. I hopefully eat well. You will see me in action next week because I will just, I'm planning on just doing an episode that is the making of December's fiber club because it was a fun one. I do a lot of dyeing in the wool and then I'm processing a little bit different than I often do and adding fun December. I always try to have extra fun with the club. So I will be back next week um, to share all of that with you all. There will be some leftovers, but there's an order to the leftovers. Fiber Club members get it first. People on the waiting list to get on Fiber Club will get it next. Then it goes to my Patreon people. And then if you're on the newsletter, that is going probably they'll all be gone by the time it, it you know the newsletter hits and people on the email list get that. So sign up for my newsletter if you're not on there. You can just go to the website, pops up, sign up. Um, okay, that's it, you all. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you all are having a wonderful holiday season. Everybody stay healthy, be kind to your neighbor, and make so many pretty things until I see you next time. And Wish wants to come and she wants to do a goodbye. <laughs> she is a character. Anyway, thank you all. Everybody take care and see you next week.